The LA Kings took three out of a possible four points in back-to-back games on the weekend. We'll discuss if it was a successful weekend or not. Plus, we'll also talk about Drew Doughty, Victor Arvidsson, and give you a Cal Peterson update and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. And at last check, we were at 995 subscribers, just five away from our goal of 1,000 by the end of the year. I'm not going to pop the champagne cork just yet, but uh, feeling pretty good about us getting to that big milestone of 1,000 people subscribing to the YouTube channel Obviously, thank you to all who've taken the time to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you for watching. And of course, thank you to all who are listening on our podcast, which is available as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. In the past 20 plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And also, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 plus years. We have injury news and roster moves to tell you about and discuss with the LA Kings, and we also have a pair of games to talk about from over the weekend, and uh, we need to give you a recap of what happened in those two games and discuss uh, the result of those games, how we feel about it, uh, and what the fallout could be as the Kings uh, wind down this six-game road trip. Uh, They'll play in Buffalo tomorrow, the second-to-last game of the road trip. But as I mentioned at first, the Kings played on Saturday and Sunday, the first game in Montreal, the second game in Columbus. Uh, We'll start, of course, with the game on Saturday in Montreal against a very scrappy and overachieving Canadians team. Now, remember, the Kings were coming off a very tough 5-0 loss at the hands of the Red Hot Maple Leafs, and there were times where the Kings were pretty much dominated in that game in Toronto. Against the Canadians in Montreal, there were times where the Kings were dominant. Uh, L.A. got goals in the opening period for Andre Kopitar and Victor Arvidsson just 19 seconds apart. They outshot Montreal 16-5 to in the opening period. There was a shift. The Kings had it in the Montreal end for almost three minutes. Unfortunately, they didn't score a goal uh, out, off of that, but it just gave you an example of how tilted the ice was in that opening period. Second period was a bit more even. Uh, the Kings did have opportunities to extend their lead. They had three power play chances but failed to convert on any of them. Uh, In the third period, the Kings made it 3-0 and thought that maybe this one was pretty much all but over. Uh, An Alex Edler point shot deflected off of a Canadian, and it was going wide of the net and went in, so a little bit of puck luck there for the Kings for sure. However, in that third period, Montreal would end up finding their game and would make things interesting. They cut the L.A. lead to 3-2, and in the final minutes, uh, they they were buzzing around the net uh, with the extra attacker pulled, or I should say the extra attacker on the ice with the goalie pulled. Um, But the Kings were able to exhale after Adrian Kempe scored into an empty net and the Kings would skate off with a 4-2 victory. Phoenix Copley in net for this one, and he's now 2-0 as a Los Angeles King. He stopped 20 of 22 shots that he saw. Eight different Kings players had points in the victory. There were no multi-point games for anybody. Kings power play was 0-4, and the Kings penalty kill was 3-3 because, God forbid, we actually have a a game where both of our special teams units actually 
do really well. It's usually one without the other. Uh, but in the end, the Kings get a 4-2 victory. Uh, again, a, a phenomenal first period for the Kings. And then I wouldn't say they held on at the end, but they, they were, they did, it was interesting. Uh, the Kings definitely had a chance to apply the dagger with some power play opportunities and they failed to do that. But in the end, um, a, a good road win against, again, a very scrappy Montreal Canadiens team. So after the game in Montreal, they board a flight, head back to the U.S., land in Columbus, Ohio for a game on Sunday against a struggling Blue Jackets team. And uh, the Kings would play that game without their veteran defenseman, Drew Doughty, uh, who is out with a lower body injury. We'll talk more about that in just a bit. Tobias Bjornfoot uh, moved into the Kings lineup defensively, and Sean Dursey took Dowdy's spot on the top pairing with Mikey Anderson, and he and Sean Walker would uh, hold the responsibilities as far as the uh, the lone defenseman, the quarterback, if you will, on the Kings to power play units. Jonathan Quick would get the start in net against the Blue Jackets. So to start the game in Columbus, the Kings looked like a team that had played the night before and then had caught a flight and then had to travel to another place to play another game they were very very sluggish to start this game and it resulted in them falling behind by a score of two to nothing uh, the first columbus goal came on a king's turnover in their own zone and the second goal came on the power play and by the way the blue jackets have the worst power play in the nhl so obviously not the start the kings were looking for second period the kings would battle back they got goals from Andre kopitar and blake lazat to tie it up 2-2 However, Columbus would reclaim the lead on a shorthanded two-on-one opportunity and beat Jonathan Quick. Uh, Jared Anderson Dolan would tie it up at 3-3. But again, the Blue Jackets scored another shorthanded goal. Again, a two-on-one for Columbus to beat Jonathan Quick. That made it 4-3. to uh, The Kings would then uh, allow another power play goal, uh, this one under unusual circumstances. I don't know that I've ever seen this before, or if, if I had seen it before, I don't remember it. But the Kings, Kevin Fiala, uh, broke his stick. And the puck came to him, and he didn't play the puck with a broken stick, which is clearly illegal. But he kicked the puck forward while he was still holding the shaft of the broken stick. Apparently, that's a penalty. I didn't know that. I thought if you played the puck with a broken stick, then that's clearly a penalty. But uh, to actually just be holding a stick while you kick the puck is apparently playing the puck with a broken stick. Uh, it was it was a bang-bang play. It wasn't like Fiala was holding on to the shaft of his stick for, you know, 15 seconds or something. Um, but apparently that is a penalty. Um, and that actually killed off a King's power play. And then after the the, they, the four on four skating was up, uh, Columbus would score, of course, on that power play. And that made it five to three. And uh, the Kings were... Looking pretty bad at that point. Uh, the third period, again, I will give credit to the Kings, did battle back. Uh, they would tie it up uh, thanks to Kopitar's second goal of the game. And then Adrian Kempe evened it up at 5-5. And there was still a lot of time left in the third period. The Kings seemed to have all the momentum. The building in Columbus was absolutely flat, as their fans had seen this before, as far as their team uh, blowing leads and not playing well. And the Kings had a couple of decent chances in the third period to try and get that go-ahead goal, but unfortunately, it did not happen. In overtime, the Kings never got a shot on goal. The Blue Jackets scored on a shot by Patrick Line that Jonathan Quick made the save on. It then bounced off the body, maybe the hand, the stick of Columbus forward Johnny Gaudreau, who was crashing the net. It also went off the stick of Kevin Fiala, 
who was trying to play uh, some defense on that one. And then off of Jonathan Quick and in. Uh, so a pinball goal for Columbus. They reviewed it, um, but the call on the ice was a good goal, and there was nothing really on the video review to overturn it. I thought that that was the right call. I didn't see, you know, they were looking for maybe if it went off Goudreau's hand into the net, then that would be no goal, but you couldn't tell. He's wearing a dark, dark blue jersey. His gloves are dark blue. The puck is black. It was really, really difficult to see. Had that been the other way around, and they would have waved off that goal if that was the Kings, I would have absolutely uh, been livid. So I can't, I can't really, can't really fault um, the call on that one. I think they got the call right. Obviously, unlucky for the LA Kings, and frankly, poor defense by Kevin Fiala. Um, he was trailing on the play, and he just stood there and watched as the puck was bouncing around. Uh, and then he let Johnny Gaudreau skate right by him, crash the net, and and eventually it went in. So, um, obviously, a very disappointing finish for the Kings. Uh, they did not play a good game against the Blue Jackets for sure. Um, Ten different players put up points for the Kings in that game. Uh, only one LA player had a multi-point game. That was Andre Kovatar, who had two goals. Jonathan Quick allowed six goals on 26 shots. Uh, God knows he didn't get much help from uh, the Kings, uh, especially special teams wide the, uh, the special teams absolutely stunk the kings they were over two on the power play and they allowed two shorthanded goals and they killed off only one of the blue jackets three power play opportunities maybe no i'm gonna go ahead and say it was the worst game the king's special teams have played all year long and that's saying something because we've seen some poor efforts by the king's penalty kill uh but this one uh it was not only the penalty kill but uh, the power play not scoring and giving up two shorthanded goals is just absolutely atrocious. Atrocious. So how do we feel about the Kings weekend? Well, I'll tell you how I feel about it in just a moment. But first, I need to let you know that this episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Simply Safe. This holiday season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked on LA Kings listeners 40% off a new Security system, Simply Safe is easy and convenient to use. You can control your system from your smartphone app and watch crystal clear HD security camera feeds. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify threats so you can get higher priority police responses. Simply Safe also has advanced sensors in every room, window, and door that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and Report. Don't miss your chance to save 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Again, that is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to get 40% off any new system. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, the LA Kings playing on back to back nights on the road, and they did get three out of a possible four points. So, how should we feel about? how the Kings played over the weekend. Um, and I can't tell you how to feel about it, but I can tell you for me, it was hard to feel good because of the loss in Columbus. The win over Montreal was okay. Um, LA was very good for most of the game. Um, they did allow the Canadians to get back into it. And I mentioned there were opportunities to kind of close it out, you know, uh, shut the door on the Canadians. They didn't do it, but in the end they did get the two points. But the loss to the Blue Jackets, uh, even though it's back-to-back -back road games on back-to-back -back nights, which is very difficult, even with the Kings battling back to get a point out of it, the Blue Jackets are a team that has been hit hard by injuries this year. 
they recently played a game where they lost to Buffalo nine to four and they gave up five goals to one player. Their goalie, Elvis Merzlikens, has the worst save percentage of any number one goalie in the NHL. And the Kings allowed those shorthanded goals. I mean, awful. Um, I don't know how anyone can feel good about that point. Um, and I want to be fair to the Kings. I, I, I think I'm you know typically a fair-minded person. Again, I get it. Back-to-back games, back-to-back nights, they're winding down a road trip. It's not easy. I understand. But it's the way they played against a bad team. And they still had a chance to get two points out of it, and they didn't. Had they gotten the two points, I still don't know if I would have felt great about it. I would have been happy because, in the end, the result is what you want. But, uh, again, this Kings team is just not – it's the same movie. We've seen this movie before. Um, now to, to credit the Kings, I will say this, and we talked about this, I believe on Friday's show, they've been a team for the most part that has gotten two points, uh, against lesser teams or at least a point. And so they do continue to do that. I, I, I'm almost positive. If I remember correctly, the Kings have not had a regulation loss against any team that's in the bottom 10 in the NHL standings. Uh, they've either won or lost in overtime or a shootout against all of those teams. So, as I said, they they do usually beat the teams they're supposed to beat or at least get a point against the teams they're supposed to get a point against. Um, so, I guess they, they kept that going. But, uh, again, really hard to feel good to me because of how they played. It was another one of those sloppy games, another one of those games with defensive breakdowns on occasion. Uh, like with the Kevin Fiala play, just a, a lack of effort, frankly, on that play. Um, and I, I don't know what's going to change. The Kings have been relatively healthy all year. It's not as if this team has been like Columbus, hit hard by injuries and have had an inconsistent lineup and guys moving in and out and having to call players up and down. For the most part, the Kings have had a very steady lineup. Um, we had the Alex Iafalo injury, but other than that, They've been all minor injuries, guys missing a few games here and there, day to day. Quentin Byfield, of course, has you know gone to the minors after his illness. But again, the Kings have been relatively healthy. They've had a relatively solid lineup, night in and night out, and yet they have not played stretches of consistent good hockey. Even the game against Montreal, where they were dominant in the first period, they still, in the third period, let them back in the game. Uh, it's, you know, they still have, it's so hard to find the Kings uh, playing three periods of really solid hockey, Again, regardless of the opponent, frankly, at this point, I just want to see him play three good periods of hockey. Um, it's been a long time. I think that probably the Edmonton game was the last time they played really three, really good periods of hockey. And that's like a month ago. Um, so the issues continue at some point, uh, you feel like something is going to have to happen if, if something doesn't change. We've mentioned it before. Uh, people have brought up a coaching change. Maybe, I don't know. I, I haven't, I look, I follow a lot of the other usual suspects, if you will, that cover the Kings. I know some of them, some of them a little bit. Um, we've had some of them on this show as, as guests. Um, and, and no one's bringing up a coaching change. Uh, and, and again, I, like I said, I'm not one of those guys that's real reactionary and thinks fire the coach, fire the coach. There's a lot of people that like to do that kind of stuff. I'm not one of those guys and I'm, I'm not even still calling for it. I'm just asking the question again, 
at what point do we see the same thing over and over and over? Inconsistency, sometimes great, sometimes terrible, from period to period. At what point does something need to happen? And I think that's the question we all have individually. And maybe you have the number in your head. The Kings are, what, 30 games at this point? Um, so there's still time to figure it out. But And again, the Kings are still in a playoff spot, which makes it even more of an interesting discussion to have. But um, I'm just saying, at some point, and I don't know what point that is for the people that matter, GM Rob Blake, President Luke Robitaille, at what point do they say, if we continue to see this by X you know, spot on the calendar or X number of games, are we okay with that for the rest of the season? Are we okay playing up and down hockey and maybe squeaking into the playoffs and then probably losing in the first round? Because honestly, and I know the playoffs are a long way away, but that's the big picture. That was the expectations coming in. Is this team going to do anything if they make the playoffs? I don't know how anyone could think this team is going to do something in the playoffs if they get there. They're too inconsistent. How are they going to win four out of seven games? I, I don't see it. It's, I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible. Crazy things can happen once you get to the playoffs. It is a whole different season. But uh, I just right now, I don't see it. Uh, and, you know, like I said, the Kings, what's going to happen when this team actually does suffer a key injury at some point? Because it's likely going to happen because it usually does to every team. So, uh, again, uh, three out of a possible four points. Usually you feel okay about that, especially if it's on the road. Um, frankly, if that game against Columbus had been against Boston, I'd have a different feel, but it wasn't. Boston's one of the best teams, maybe the best team in the NHL. Columbus is not. They are one of the worst teams in the NHL. So, uh, it, it, I mean, I, I'm sure you can feel the frustration in me a little bit. Um, I wish I had, you know, happier things to talk about. As far as the King, I wish the Kings had kicked the Canadians and Blue Jackets asses. And now we're headed to uh, Buffalo on a high note. But obviously that didn't happen. So that's not what we're talking about. So it's been, like I said, the same movie over and over again. Um, and at some point, either something's going to have to change or the Kings are just going to play this whole season the way they've been playing. It's hard to believe, right, that something is just going to click and they're just going to change. So we shall see. We shall see, but so far, uh, this road trip has been another microcosm of the King season, up and down, good and bad. Uh, in the end, they do get three out of four points, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel great about the way the Kings are playing right now, and um, we'll see how it goes. Two more games to go at Buffalo, and then they close out the trip with a game in Boston against a very, very good Bruins team. So. Um, we'll see how it goes going forward. Um, so we do have a couple of stories that we need to talk about coming out of the Montreal game. Um, we talked about Drew Doughty, apparently suffered a lower body injury at some point in that game. To my knowledge, he played the entire game, uh, but maybe he tweaked something in there. And then afterwards, maybe the next morning, it doesn't feel right. He's sore or whatever. Um, but it seems like it's a minor injury for Drew Doughty and, and they're listing him as day to day. So it doesn't appear to be anything serious, which is good news. Uh, there is a very interesting situation going on with Kings forward Victor Arvidsson. Uh, he played in both games uh, over the weekend, uh, did not see anything as far as any injuries, and he's been designated as a non-roster player. Now, this means that he is unable to play due to a reason other than injury, illness, or disability. 
um, by designating Arvidsson as a non-roster player, he will not count against the team's active roster limit. So the Kings can call up a player to replace him, uh, which is what they have done. Uh, as for what the issue is with Arvidsson, uh, we don't know. Uh, friend of the show and Kings insider Zach Dooley reports that there will be an update um, to provide apparently more information on this situation at the morning skate on Tuesday. So we will certainly uh, let you know on tomorrow's show what the latest is on this, if they reveal anything. Um, if it's a health issue involving maybe a family member, you can certainly understand the privacy that he might want to have with that. If it could be, I'm just throwing it out there, some sort of personal issue with Victor Arvidsson, um, uh, you know, like substance abuse or something like that, or maybe, you know, a mental health issue. Uh, certainly they'll, there'll be, you know, privacy issues with that as well. Um, so we'll see what they reveal again. I have no idea what it is. I, you know, I probably shouldn't even have speculated. I'm just giving you an example of what it could be because apparently it's not injury or illness. So, um, that's the situation with Victor Arvidsson. Uh, and again, according to Zach Dooley, these types of absences typically are short-term and not long-term. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what the news is on Victor Arvidsson tomorrow. And we will discuss, um, what information we get from that. So I mentioned that because they put Victor Arvidsson on that, that list, uh, the non, uh, roster player status, um, the Kings were able to call up a player to replace him. Uh, and they decided not to call up Quentin Byfield. They called up Rasmus Kupari. Uh, I still don't get this. Um, and we'll tell you what Quentin Byfield uh, did over the weekend, but he continues to tear it up in the AHL. And I'm not sure why the Kings are waiting to call him up, but they've decided to call up Rasmus Kupari. And also because of the injury to Drew Doughty, they have called up defenseman uh, Blake, um, Jordan Spence, excuse me, uh, to uh, hopefully see some, some time there uh, on the blue line. Um, to replace Drew Doughty. So again, those are the roster moves for the Kings. Jordan Spence, the defenseman, and forward Rasmus Kupari have been called up from the AHL. Uh, Drew Doughty is day-to-day with the injury. And again, Victor Arvidsson is on this non-roster player status list. Uh, we have uh, a rain report to tell you about. Cal Peterson was in net recently, and I mentioned Quinton Byfield tearing it up. Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I need to remind you that today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, the World Cup going on. My wife, very excited about her Croatian team uh, advancing. Uh, they also have esports as well. Uh, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline.net. As well, it is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, um, as usual on a Monday show coming out of the weekend, uh, I do want to check the Pacific Division stats. As it stands right now, uh, your number one team, as has been most of the season, is the Vegas Golden Knights, a record of 29-1 and for 41 points, most in the Western Conference. Uh, the Seattle Kraken are in second place at 16-8-3. They've got 35 points. They've played four fewer games than the LA Kings. The Kings also have 35 points, but they are in third place right now because of the games in hand. For Seattle, the Kings with a record of 15-11-5. Uh, the Kings have played three more games than both of the two teams that are chasing them right now. That would be the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. Edmonton is in fourth place in the Pacific at 16-12. and 12. Interesting, they have not played a game beyond regulation so far this year. Uh, the Oilers are currently the number one wildcard team in the Western Conference. Calgary Flames are in fifth with a record of 13-11-4 for 30 points. 
the Vancouver Canucks in sixth place. They are 12, 13, and three for 27 points. The San Jose Sharks in seventh, nine, 16, and five, the record for 23 points. And the Anaheim Ducks in last, seven, 18, and three, 17 points for the Ducks, the fewest points in the entire Western Conference. Uh, we need to give you a rain report uh, with Ontario, the Kings AHL affiliate, playing a pair of games since our last show on Friday. On Friday, the rain knocked off the Tucson Roadrunners 3-2 in overtime. Cal Peterson got the win. He saw 47 shots, made 44 saves in that one. Uh, and Quentin Byfield gets the overtime game winner. And then on Saturday, the rain beat the Roadrunners again by a score of 3-2 in overtime. This time, Rasmus Kupari gets the overtime game winner. Uh, Quentin Byfield did score a goal in that one as well. Byfield has nine goals and 14 points in 13 games with the rain since he's gone down on that uh, you know, conditioning assignment, if you will, after he had the flu, and uh, he's been tearing it up. I, uh, I'm i not sure why Quentin Byfield hasn't been called up, but uh, he's red hot right now, and the Kings, I would think, could use him, but they've decided to keep him in Ontario for the moment. Uh, as far as Cal Peterson, he did not play in the game on Saturday, so in four starts with Ontario so far, he has a 3-1 and record. He's allowed eight goals uh, in those four games. He's turned aside 124 of 132 shots on goal. He's got a 2.01 goals against the average and a 9.39 save percentage. So far, it seems so good uh, for Cal Peterson. He's not killing it, but he's playing pretty well. Uh, also, by the way, if you missed it, Pierre Ingvall of the Toronto Maple Leafs received a one-game suspension from the NHL's Department of Player Safety for his stick to the back of the neck of Kings defenseman Sean Dursey. Of course, that was the game against the Maple Leafs uh, last week. Ingvall ejected from that game, got a five-minute major. Dursey was not injured, and Ingvall has no previous record, so he gets the one-game slap on the wrist from the Department of Player Safety. Again, we've mentioned this before. Hard to believe that that's a deterrent of any kind when somebody swings their stick and hits someone in the head, face, neck area. That should be something serious that the, that the NHL wants out of the game, but their actions would dictate that that's not the case. It's just a slap on the wrist, a one-game suspension. And we've again, we've seen this before from the Department of Player Safety. Uh, okay, so that's going to do it for this week's show, or for today's show, excuse me. Uh, coming up on Tuesday's show, we'll update the Victor Arvidsson situation as details become available. Uh, we'll have an update on um, possibly King's young star defenseman, Brant Clark, if he makes the Canadian World Junior roster or not. Um, we'll also talk about any possible lineup changes the Kings may have uh, as we preview Tuesday's matchup in Buffalo against the Sabres. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked on Sports today. Uh, it has the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That is the Locked on Sports Today podcast. If you have any questions for me, uh, you can always send me an email, lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. We're on Twitter, at Locked on LA Kings. We're on Instagram, at Locked on LA Kings as well. All right, thank you for uh, for joining me for this show, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on the YouTube channel. Really appreciate it. Again, thanks for getting us on the cusp of 1,000 subscribers. Uh, hopefully, the Kings will be uh, ready to go and put on a good three periods of hockey in Buffalo against the Sabres, but we shall see, and of course, we will preview it on tomorrow's show, and talk about it on Wednesday's show. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thanks for watching and listening to Locked on LA Kings. And as always, we close out the show by saying, Go Kings Go!